Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Sunday, January the 2nd, and this is the early odds look ahead to week 18. Joining me to break down next week's odds, the one, the only, John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? Brinson, I'll tell you what's up. I got a lot of sleep last night, so I am wide-eyed and ready to go right now. Of course, that's an inside joke that no one will understand except for me and you. That's right. We're going to dive right in. If you are listening on Spotify, uh, make sure and hit that five-star rating. They've added that. We can now uh, get ratings on Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button. Turn on alerts, and you'll be notified when we go live. We'll be going live all the time in the playoffs, probably after every set of playoff games or playoff game, depending on when they are played. We've got Monday Night Football playoff games this year for the first time. The longest season ever. For the first time ever, week 18 feels weird to say, and it will feel weird to pick these games. We'll try anyway. A lot of them, uh, we'll see major line fluctuation in these. So you're going to want to jump on them early. You know, there, there's going to be COVID stuff. There's also going to be guys who aren't playing. Let's try and decipher some of these lines. If you have a question about a particular line and want to leave it in the comments, let us know. Chargers, minus three at the Raiders, over under 40 Eight and a half. Uh, we've seen some two and a halfs here. It has moved up to three. The Raiders are getting uh, minus 115 on the juice there. Breach. This is probably going to be the Sunday night football game. Ignore that 425 number up there. This is a winner goes to the playoffs matchup between two longtime AFC rivals, AFC West rivals. What do you think about this matchup? Brenton, it is not probably going to be the Sunday night football game. As we were recording this podcast, the announcement came out. There we it go. Is official. This is the Sunday night football game. This is the final regular season game of the year in the NFL. Uh, and it is Viva Las Vegas, man. Who would think that the NFL season is going to end in Las Vegas? Look, you know, I think a lot of people counted the Raiders out against the Colts. I think that most people probably didn't think they could win that game. But the Raiders have won three games in a row, and they've done it because their defense has been playing so well. I mean, they've only given up, I think, about 15 points per game during this three-game winning streak. They're beating – yeah, they beat the Broncos. They beat the Browns. It was a depleted Browns team, but they beat the Colts. So they're, they're playing good teams, and they're winning. And, you know, I feel like this is a team that's well-suited to play the Chargers. I know they lost to the Chargers earlier this season. Uh, you know what? Chargers struggle to stop the run. The Raiders have Josh Jacobs and the Raiders defense is playing lights out. So I think they can hang with them. Uh, and you know what? This is arguably the biggest NFL game that's ever been played in Las Vegas. And as we know, Brinson, the house always wins in Vegas. So I'm going with the team that plays in the Allegiant Stadium house. And that's the Raiders. I think they're going to upset and cover here. Yeah, this line's a little stinky. You know, I, we're not going to get a ton of, you know, Chargers fans in Las Vegas, I guess I was sort of thinking it was even like in LA when I saw the minus three, um, you know, the Raiders don't, aren't a 
haven't on a great football team. They're just finding ways to win uh, down the stretch. I think the Chargers are a much better team. I will take the Chargers here, but if it gets past three, I will be pretty hesitant to do so because the Raiders seem like a team capable of potentially storming through the back door. Although I'm not sure that they can do a whole lot of damage in the in the air and in the passing attack if Derwin James is healthy and on the back end of that defense. But I like the char. I lean towards the Chargers at three or less. It feels a little obvious, and I think people will probably be on the 49ers at the Rams. This is a massive game for playoff implications. The 49ers win, and they get in the playoffs. If the 49ers lose and the Saints beat the Falcons in Atlanta, then the Saints get in the playoffs. The Rams need to win this game in order to take down the division because they are still battling with the Cardinals to see who wins the, uh, to wins uh, who wins the NFC West. So both teams plenty motivated here because you would obviously get a home game uh, if you win if you're the Rams and San Francisco desperate to get into the playoffs after taking care of business against Houston. The, we know that this game will probably then be in the 425 window and if they haven't already moved it the uh falcons and i would guess that they put they move saints falcons to 425 and put this game at 425 and play them concurrently um rather than uh actually rather than you know moving the 49ers and rams to one o'clock which would seem unfair for a west coast matchup plus this seems like it's probably the fox america's game day of the year Right, right. Well, I mean, it's a doubleheader on both networks. CBS, Fox, both get a doubleheader in week 18. And the other thing is, Brent, I think you're exactly right, because if the Saints played at one o'clock and they lost, the 49ers would know they're in and there's no division title for them to play for. They could just rest everyone, bench all your starters uh, and make sure they're healthy for the playoffs. Uh, And you know why the 49ers want to do that? Because they have a banged up quarterback. This this point spread on the surface, to me, I'm thinking, oh, man, like you got to take the Rams, Rams here because the 49ers are going to be starting Trey Lance, who will be making his third career start, who will look OK uh, on Sunday. But that was against the Texans. I'm not going to be overly impressed by anything he does against the Texans. Or they're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a banged up thumb. We saw what him and his banged up thumb did against the Titans. He was horrible. So uh, that's not a great uh, if you're thinking about taking the 49ers, it's not very enticing considering that. But. Britain, the 49ers have beaten the Rams five straight times, and it really feels like Kyle Shanahan uh, just knows it's the one guy he can always outcoach is Sean McVay. For whatever reason, uh, it is Shanahan just wins that. So I think I like the Rams to win, uh, but just because the 49ers won five straight against the Rams, I'm going to take them to cover. Yeah, if it were three, I might consider the Rams here. I'll take the five and a half with the 49ers, given how well uh, Kyle Shanahan has, has had his teams play against Sean McVay in these spots and for as desperate as the Rams will be to win the game because they do want to win the division I think clearly you're going to see that the that the 49ers are the more desperate team because they want to get into the playoffs very curious to see how that quarterback situation plays out and look Matthew Stafford led a great comeback drive against the Ravens he was not good uh, for the majority of that game and hasn't been playing particularly well over the last few weeks with the way that the 49ers can get pressure it is entirely possible that uh, that they can you know drum up some hits on Stafford, scare him a little bit. This could be a lower scoring game. You saw the total forty four and a half. That's really low for two high powered in theory offenses. Um, you know these second division games tend to go under two. I would guess that that number doesn't tick down much more. Um, I would think it would move closer to the to three than to seven. So if you like the 49ers, probably 
go ahead and take them now. Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens minus four and a half for this matchup breach at home. It's uh kind of insane how like what happened to this game that we thought would probably be a and like an epic, you know, uh battle for like it could be Big Ben's final game. Thought it might, you know, be a, a huge, huge thing for the playoffs. Not so much. Well, I mean, don't say that, Brinson. Don't say that just yet. Because look, if the Steelers win on Monday night, then sure. Both of these teams are technically still alive in the playoff race. They would need uh, some crazy thing. That, uh, Jacksonville would have to beat the Colts for one of these teams to get in the playoffs. So that would be the crazy. That would be one of the many crazy things that they would need to have happen. But you know what? We've seen crazier things happen in the NFL. So let's not completely rule that out. So uh, the fact of the matter is, if the Steelers win Monday, both teams are still alive in the playoff race, technically. Uh, going in the final week of the season. And for me, this just comes down to the fact that this is possibly Ben Roth, possibly the final game of Big Ben's career. And so I think likely, Steelers, likely the final game of his career. So what I want to see first is how the Steelers play Monday night. If they lay an egg in what will be the final home game of his career, then I'm going to be all over the Ravens. Uh, if they go out and destroy the Browns because it's the final home game of Big Ben's career, then I am going to take the Steelers to cover and beat the Ravens. I just need to know how inspired the rest of the team feels because of uh, Big Ben's retirement coming up. So I think right now I'm probably leaning Steelers, but I want to see what happens Monday night first. Yeah, the um, Steelers were plus three on Monday night, and obviously we record this on Sunday night. When it, it feels like the essentially the line movement was motivation based on for Monday's game. And the Steelers are now favored by one. Well, it moved right after the Browns got eliminated from the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. 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 I mean, so they're they're just, as soon as they were eliminated, it moved. Um, So you could see some sort of movement there as well. Yeah. Three whole points, some sort of movement. there. I know it's crazy. Some sort of movement there as well. If the Steelers were to lose on Monday night, you know, then maybe it becomes Baltimore minus seven Baltimore, much more motivated to win the game. Although big Ben's final, you know, game of the year, obviously, uh, you know, he would he would have some interest in that. I, I would take the Steelers now. I sort of a principal play on a division matchup where you're getting five points. Usually these games are three points. You see a low total, which means they're not expecting a whole lot of scoring. That means those points are, a, are an extra premium attached to them. And the Ravens defense, you know, played played better on Sunday against the Rams, but just not a very good unit, particularly against the pass. Ben Roethlisberger should be able to to chunk it around on them. And if it's his final game, I think he'll come out extremely motivated. We won't know about Lamar. Uh, obviously, uh, until later on in the week. I would guess there's a decent chance of him playing in week 18. Maybe not. I mean, if they don't have much to play for, I don't know why you throw him out there and risk further injury, especially if he's not 100%. So that game will be probably in the 1 o'clock slot? Yeah, probably. And they'll put Indy and Jacksonville in there as well, right? right. So if, if, uh, if Jacksonville... And we got the Saturday uh, games up here as well. Uh, you can see the Chiefs minus 10 at the Broncos and the Cowboys minus two and a half at the Eagles. Anything strike your fancy uh, in those games? Denver has been uh, eliminated and the Cowboys and Eagles have both punched their tickets. The Chiefs are uh, playing to try and get the one seed. They need some help from uh, ten- they need ten- what, Tennessee to lose to the Texans and the chiefs beat the Broncos and the chiefs can leap up into the one seed. Right. And I think they put this game on Saturday because if the chiefs win, that puts the pressure on Tennessee on Sunday. 
And also more people are going to be watching a game involving the Texans, which, you know, you got to drum up that however you can. Um, and so, but if the Chiefs lose, then you're the Titans, you bench all your starters. I don't know. I, the, the first game, I would probably lean Chiefs because it's so big uh, and they're coming off a loss. And, but I just double digit T, I just don't like betting double digit divisional games. Uh so uh, soft lean on the Chiefs, but for Cowboys Eagles, man, I hate to do this to Debo, but I think I'm leaning Cowboys here. But here is the issue is that uh, the Packers have clinched the top seed. Yep. The Cowboys have clinched the division. The Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. So no one can really help themselves here. I mean, sure, the Cowboys can move up and maybe finish as a two seed. And then you could be in a situation where you're playing the Eagles in consecutive weeks. Uh, which would be insane. And, and then, you know, the Eagles, I can't imagine they are going to play their starters. I, I think, you know, maybe they start the game uh, starters, um, but I, I don't think there's any reason to let them play all four quarters because you're either going to be the six or seven seed. There's not a lot of movement you can do, and you're not going to know who's going. I'm taking the Cowboys. That's where that's where I'm talking myself yeah. into here. The Cowboys won every divisional game they've played uh, this year. And if their starters are out there, Dak Prescott is 14 and one in his past 15 divisional games. So I'm trying to figure out if the Eagles will play their starters at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is one where you just talk yourself in circles because I'm not sure what they I feel like they so, would. So the Eagles, the Eagles can't get higher than the sixth seed. Right. After the Cardinals won. The so the the Cowboys can get to the two seed, but they need the they have to win. The Panthers have to beat the Buccaneers, and the Rams have to beat. I mean, the Forty ers have to beat the Rams. That's a pretty unlikely parlay. You know, a lot happening. Yeah, I mean, you're asking for. So I mean, the Buccaneers are minus four. The, the Panthers are plus three fifty. So the I'm just trying to do the the, the parlay math on it real quick. Uh, the Cowboys money line, let's say it's uh, what minus. I know it's not up there. Uh, probably like roughly minus one fifty. Uh, maybe by the time it kicks off, and then the we said the the Forty Nine ers are plus two of five. So your parlay, it's a twenty two to one shot. It's a pretty unlikely chance of that ha- of all three of those things happening. So I would guess that Dallas probably does some scoreboard watching here with this game. Oh, no, okay, no, so well, there's no, they're playing Saturday night, so there's no scoreboard watching. And so oh, that's yeah. the other thing is that oh, so you, Dallas is going to have to play their players. Right. I think Dallas. Was, but well, yeah, that's why I jumped to Dallas. I think Dallas is the team that has to play their starters here, and that's why I'm taking them. And that's a small point spread if you think the Eagles are going to bench their starters. Yeah. I, I think if, if the game even spun out a little bit, then Philly would be like, all right, you know, we like Jalen Hurts doesn't need to be out there taking hits in the fourth quarter of this game if they're down even 10 plus points. Uh, Debo, what would be your uh, preference as a as an Eagles backer? I would be okay, very. Andrew, Andrew, what do you and have you heard? I know you listened to Sirianni carefully. I didn't know if you'd heard anything. And mention what he might do. No, they clinched uh, 20 minutes ago, so I don't think we know too much about what their plans would be. Yeah, the only thing is, like, when it comes down the line, like, you're worried about the wild card round and the divisional round. Like, there's a chance if you get the sixth seed that you have one home playoff game, which would be the conference championship, but only if you're playing the seventh seed. So that is such an unlikely scenario that I don't see that it's worth it for them. Yeah. 
I, I, I would expect that they maybe play their guys a half because it's on Saturday on national TV. And if it's, yeah. if, and if, if the Eagles win and the Fort Anders win, the Eagles get the seventh seed anyway, and the Eagles lose, they get the seventh seed. The only way the Eagles don't get the seventh seed is if they win and the Fort Anders lose. lose. Right. And then even then you're still just getting the sixth seed and it's, and you don't know who you're going to play because those teams are up in the air and it's on Saturday. A so. lot of scenarios have the Eagles playing about like 75% of the scenarios have the Eagles matching up with the Bucks in the first round, whether it's 2-7 or 3-6. And the one thing I will say, I've been, and we'll talk about it in the recap, a little disappointed with the starts that the Eagles have had. So I could see them definitely, you know, structuring a game plan around the starters for the first half, like you said, but then pumping the brakes a little bit in the second half. If if Dallas, even if it's closer, if Dallas pulls away slightly, I, I could definitely see that. Or uh, maybe Nick Sirianni will pull a Doug Peterson and anger all of America uh by losing his final regular season game in prime time smash that like button if you're watching on the youtube machine uh we let's get those like buttons up. I maybe mean, we'll give something away a, a, something debo fly to your house and uh wave his arms like an eagle debo's That's been fun. banned from all airports that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, I think I think the Cowboys is a play right now. Take the Cowboys minus two and a half uh, if you're looking for a bet to jump on. Okay, uh, moving along. Those are the Saturday games. Bengals at the Browns. The Browns are minus three in this game over under 44. I'm not even sure why that's the case. Uh, I guess Debo I should probably follow what Debo put on the screen instead. Um, do you want to talk about Bengals Browns or do you want to skip to Saints and Falcons. Brinson, what do you think I want to talk about? Bengals Browns. So do you uh, light us up with the Bengals Browns action? I, I don't uh really understand why the Bengals are dogs here. They can still get the two or the one seed, even a lot has to happen. Oh, they'll know if Casey's clinched the one seed, or they'll know if they can't. Is that right? Right. If Casey wins, the Bengals can't get the one seed. Okay, yeah. So they'll know on on Sunday morning whether or not they can get the so, one seed. I've literally been thinking about this for about the past hour during yeah. you know, the Packers Vikings game got boring. So in my head, I was doing all the mental gymnastics and here's the conclusion I've come to Joe Burrow has gotten beaten up all season. This is the perfect spot to rest him. You have like a 0.5% chance of getting the top seed. It's not going to happen because you need the, you need the chiefs to lose. You need the Titans to lose. And then you have some other things with the bills and Patriots because there could be a five way tie at 11. It's just, it's very, very unlikely. And then at that point, if you're the Bengals, you're asking yourself, well, do we care more about the three or four seed? Because if the Chiefs and T- Titans both win, that's your one and two seeds. Um, and I, I I, just don't think there's a huge difference between three and four. You'd rather be able to rest Joe Burrow. And I think that is why the Browns are the favorite here because uh, the odds makers are expecting the Bengals to rest their starters. I, I I will be shocked if Joe Burrow plays all four quarters. So I think right now and, I, w- and I would go with the Browns. Joe Burrow suffered a knee. We'll talk about that in the recap, but he suffered a knee injury. So it would be pretty crazy to let him get, get out there, like get tattooed by Miles and Garrett. If you're the Browns, you're thinking, you know what? We can pull the sweet season sweep on the Bengals. It's not like, you know, you want to go out on a high note if you have nothing to play for. And I think sweeping the team that won your division is uh, something that you would want to do. Yeah. And if the Browns were to win on Monday night, they get to eight and eight and then you beat the Bengals and you get to nine and eight and you can say, Hey, look, you know, we didn't make the playoffs, but nine and eight, pretty good effort. Very unlucky season, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I think I, we have a lot of Bengals fans in here. Excellent. Uh, uh-huh. Yes. And I <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I think that I, I, I think Burrow's knee is probably fine. We'll get to that in the recap. 
Um, let's go back to the Falcons and the Saints very quickly. Saints minus four and a half at the Falcons. The Saints barely beat the Panthers. They covered, but they barely beat them, really. I would guess, though, that just because of the motivational factor, this line moves towards the Saints rather than back towards the Falcons, even though I do think Atlanta will play all their players and give it a good effort. Again, the Saints need the 49ers to lose and have to beat the Falcons in order to get in the playoffs. I think Atlanta would love to keep the Falcon, keep the Saints from getting in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that is the truth here. And I, I don't think this point spread will move much because you look at what the Saints have done over the past few weeks. They've stayed in the playoff race, but their offense is just, it's been so bad. And so, you know, obviously the Saints have something to play for because they could still get in the playoffs. But you know, the Falcons and the Saints are bitter rivals. And I have to think there is nothing the Atlanta Falcons would love more than ending the Saints season. We already saw the Falcons beat them once. That was in New Orleans. That was Matt Ryan had a huge day. The Saints were up like 24 to 10 or something and then hung on, or the Falcons were up 24 to something and and then hung on for a wild 27-25 win. Uh, I, I like the Falcons to cover here. I just, it, this is one of those classic games where you think the team that has more to play for, mm-hmm. but the Saints just don't, aren't explosive enough on offense to kind of woo me to their side. So I, I'm, I'm, I think the Saints probably win, but I'm taking the Falcons to cover. Yeah, I think I would probably agree with that and wait on. I would take the Falcons, but I would probably wait to take the Falcons because I do think the line will move towards the Saints just because of of, of what the two uh, teams have from a motivational perspective. Um, let's see. What, what, one more game. One more game. What do we do? Titans, Texans. Colts Jaguars. We could do those two. Those two AFC North, AFC South games. Excuse me. Uh, we have the Titans minus ten and a half at the Texans. Colts are minus fourteen and a half at the Jaguars. Uh, both totals below 45, 44 and a half for the Colts, and forty three, as you can see on the screen for the Titans. I mean, I, I, really. so the Colts, the Colts win and they're in, and the Titans win. Well, if the Chiefs win on Saturday afternoon, the Titans, or if the Chiefs lose on Saturday afternoon, right. the Titans play for nothing. They clinch the top seed. So you definitely want to wait to bet this game until after the Chiefs game because because the Titans would sit everybody. The Texans the might be favored if the Chiefs yeah. lose. Yeah, the the Titans would sit probably everybody if the Chiefs were to lose because then the Titans didn't have to do anything to get the top. Well, no, couldn't the Bengals still steal the top seed? No, if the Chiefs, or I guess if the Chiefs lose, yeah, yeah. If the Chiefs lose and the Titans lose, the Bengals would steal the top seed. So, the Well, Chiefs, no, because you also have the, the Patriots and the Bills in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So the, the, Titans, the, Titans, the Titans are likely to play all their players here. There's a decent chance we see some Derrick Henry, although I would think that they wait till the playoffs. Um, and yeah, the Titans will be very motivated in this game. I like Tennessee here. They've annihilated the Texans the last two years on in week 17, now week 18, uh, in, in this ex- basically this exact same spot. And uh, I would uh, I would probably lean towards the Colts just because uh, of the importance of that game and how they can lean on uh, Jonathan Taylor and just sort of run the run the ball into the the Jaguar, run the Jaguars into the ground. Basically, same same thing with the Titans. And uh, if there is a five way tie. At eleven and six, the Bengals get the one seed. If there is a three-way tie at eleven and six, the Bengals get the one seed. So you know, if if somehow the Titans and Chiefs end up losing, yes, the the Bengals would be the biggest benefactor, assuming they beat the Browns, because that's not a given. And that's the other thing that you know, I'm sure 
our rest the starters thing with the Titans, Brenton. Mike Vrabel is going to be scoreboard watching. Once he feels like, uh, you know, if the, if the Bengals rest their starters, because they, if the Chiefs win, that will be where things change for the Bengals. They rest their starters. The Titans have to win. Uh, I'll take the Titans to cover. Yeah, I like the Titans in this spot too. All right, that is the week 18 early odds look ahead. Smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will take a brief break before we continue on with the recap. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.